0: Welcome to this edition of Farmers Inside Track, South Africa’s leading agricultural podcast, brought to you by Food for Zanzi and powered by Crop Life South Africa. My name is Dor Numdu, and today we continue our journey into the world of household pesticides. We’ve been exploring the ways to strengthen regulation, increase oversight, and importantly, educate ourselves about how to effectively manage these powerful tools in our homes. A particular challenge that has risen to the forefront in recent years is pest resistance, an evolution in pests that allows them to withstand the very substances designed to control them. This growing problem has serious implications, not only for individual households, but also for the public, our food supply, and the broader ecosystem. To delve into this issue and to help us understand how we, as ordinary South Africans, can play our part, we're fortunate to have with us Roulin Legrancy, the Regulatory Manager at CropLife South Africa. CropLife is an organization committed to fostering responsible stewardship of pesticides, an effort that becomes even more critical when facing challenges like pest resistance. Roline, thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. It is such a pleasure to welcome you to this very special podcast and I must say, I've had so much fun with your colleagues and I'm looking forward to an exciting chat with you today. Maybe as a start, you can tell us more about, you know, your journey within agriculture, more about your work at CropLife South Africa and just about
1: you as a start. Thanks. Thank you, Dawn. Thanks so much for having me. It's nice to be here. I didn't necessarily, when I went studying, thought that I would work in agriculture, <laughs> but I think that's how it happens for most people. So I studied plant science and entomology, and then I ended up working at a chemical company, got a lot of experience in the regulatory environment, and also worked a bit at a company doing semiochemicals, pheromone-type products, so I have a broad range of knowledge on the different type of agricultural products, and started my journey at CropLife South Africa fairly recently. So I started in February of this year, so it hasn't been too long, almost six months, for the last four years, I've been the chair of the Insecticide Resistance Action Committee, which I'll give you some more information on. But seeing as it's the topic of today's discussion, it's probably important information to give you. So yes, I'm an entomologist and my experience is in mostly in the regulatory environment and agricultural remedies.
0: Thank you so much um, for that background. And I think you're one of maybe four entomologists that I met this year. So my list is growing. <laughs> Yes definitely and I think the work that you all do is so interesting and all of your roles are quite different and depending on where you're based but I think it's all you know towards the same kind of goal and within agriculture it just seems so much more exciting for me. Now today we're talking all things pest development resistance. When it comes to pesticides I shared some information in my introductions Could you maybe explain to us in layman's terms how pests develop resistance to pesticides
1: designed to control them? Seeing as I'm an entomologist, I'm going to explain the concept from the perspective of insect pests and insecticides, but the principle remains the same for pathogens and weeds and their corresponding control measures. So in essence, resistance is a heritable change in the sensitivity of a pest population that is reflected in the repeated failure of a product to achieve the expected level of control when used according to the label recommendation for that specific best species. So in summary, in short, in layman's terms, the product no longer provides the expected efficacy. This can be attributed to various reasons or modes of resistance development. The most common form of resistance development is metabolic resistance, where the insect essentially detoxifies or destroys the toxin, which is the insecticide, faster than a susceptible insect would. whereas a susceptible insect being an insect that has not yet developed resistance to that insecticide. So it would be analogous in a way to someone drinking alcohol often and therefore having the capacity to break down alcohol much faster and more efficiently than someone who hardly ever drinks alcohol. Therefore, you could have two people drinking the same amount of alcohol on an occasion, but reacting very differently to it. So other modes of resistance development would include target site resistance, where the binding site of the toxin is structurally changed and cannot do its function anymore. Or penetration resistance, where the cuticle of the insect develops barriers, which slows the absorption of the toxin. And you also get behavioral resistance, where the insect can actually detect the toxin and just avoids it. So, all these phenomena result in reduced efficacy of an insecticide when controlling an insect pest.
0: Now, when we think about it from a household perspective, how can we limit our contribution to the development of pest resistance?
1: Are there practical steps that everyday South Africans can take? Yes, there is. So, resistance development occurs through repeated exposure of an insect to the same insecticide over and over. So, I say the same insecticide, but this is not 100% accurate. It's actually exposure to insecticides with the same mode of action, meaning it has the same way in which it causes death of the target insect. So, all insecticides and fungicides and herbicides are classified according to their specific mode of action, so the way in which it kills the, the pest. This information, the mode of action, is displayed on the front panel of the label Or on the front panel of the insecticide container for insecticides the mode of action is usually a number followed by a letter however there are other categories too for example the designation un are insecticides with an unknown mode of action so to delay insecticide resistance development insecticides with different modes of actions need to be used interchangeably to prevent consecutive generations of a pest species being exposed to the same insecticide or insecticides with the same mode of action. So this decreases the selection pressure on the pest population for resistance development to that specific insecticide or the whole group of insecticides. So therefore, the best way to delay resistance development is to ensure you use insecticides with a different mode of action interchangeably. It might be a, a bit more difficult in a household setting, as you would usually not be applying insecticides as often as in an, an agricultural setting, but the recommendation is to change the insecticide mode of action being used at least every 30 days to ensure consecutive generations of a pest species is not exposed to the same mode of action. So using alternative methods of control that's not chemical in conjunction with chemical control measures is also a very good tactic to delay resistance development. So in summary, ensuring you know the mode of action and rotating chemicals from different mode of action groups, and then also using other methods of pest control is the best way that you can delay resistance development.
0: Thanks so much for this guideline, Eileen. Now, I'm aware that, you know, CropLife South Africa promotes proper stewardship of pesticides. We've heard from your colleagues um, over the past few weeks. Now, can you tell us more
1: about, you know, these stewardship principles and what it actually entails? Stewardship essentially encompasses all aspects related to the responsible use and management of pesticides, of which resistance management is just one. Uh, Stewardship of pesticides also entails responsible use of pesticides, such as the using of the pesticides strictly according to the label instructions, the wearing of the correct personal protective equipment when working with a pesticide, responsible storage of pesticides or disposal of used pesticide containers, also the destruction of obsolete and expired pesticide stock. So, CROP-Line takes stewardship of pesticides very seriously. And I think you've heard from my stewardship colleagues. They spend a lot of time educating and assisting distributors, agents, chemical companies, and anyone who is part of the value chain of manufacturing, selling, and using of pesticides to understand stewardship and practice good stewardship in the field. So, a lot of educational posters and information on stewardship initiatives run by CropLife can actually be found on our website. There's a lot of information. I would definitely recommend looking at it. And we also have a continuous professional development program for agents and people working in industry to get more educated on, on all these stewardship related topics.
0: Now, what happens, you know, in terms of CropLife's approach to the challenge of managing these pesticides that pests
1: developed resistance to? What happens when a product needs to disappear, for example? It's very difficult to try and reverse resistance development. In some cases, it is possible if resistance hasn't developed in the whole population. However, sometimes it's not. I think most of our efforts are focused on trying to prevent it from happening in the first place. As they say, prevention is better than cure. So, under CropLife South Africa, we have three resistance action committees IRAC, FRAC, and HRAC, and that stands for Insecticide Resistance Action Committee, the Fungicide Resistance Action Committee, and the Herbicide Resistance Action Committee. So, these committees consist of various industry stakeholders, predominantly registration holders of agricultural remedies but also distributors, consultants, agents, researchers, government officials or essentially anyone who works with these products that could be impacted by resistance development. These meetings take place a few times a year and allows a platform where affected stakeholders can then share information on matters relating to resistance and take decisions on how to address these issues that arise. This would be case-specific, but most of our efforts would be focused on educating and sharing information for example, where resistance development is suspected or confirmed, this information needs to be shared with farmers and spray programs need to be adjusted accordingly. So the committee may organize, for example, farmer days or publish newsletters and grow magazines to share information with affected stakeholders. But this is decided on a case-to-case basis. And then my
0: final question to you, Reline, would be, you know, how can the wider public support and contribute to these stewardship efforts? of organizations like CropLife in managing pest resistance? You've just mentioned a few meetings, some other information that is shared via, you know, media publications, but like, how can I, you know, contribute as a
1: citizen and active citizen within South Africa and globally? I think the best way is for people to be informed, to know how these products work before using them. And in general, just be educated on the hazards associated with it, but also not following misinformation about pesticides. Always read the label. The label is a legal document, so you can't apply a pesticide different to what the label instructs you to. In terms of resistance, always ensure that you rotate chemicals and use different mode of action groups. If you're using a pest control operator for example we would recommend using a certified pest control operator and this information can also be found on crop life's website there's a lot of documents and educational materials so um, i would definitely recommend looking at it and educating yourself but also anyone is always welcome to contact crop life staff our number is on our website and uh, a lot of our contact details so we're always open to questions or providing information. Just be more educated and ask questions.
0: Thanks for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Ruline Legranzi, the Regulatory Manager at CropLife South Africa. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite platform so you never miss an episode. From Ido Numdu, our technical producer, Megan Fun Defend and the rest of the hashtag TeamFoodForMzanzi, thanks for listening. Bye for now life in south africa can be a lot i mean scroll through twitter for a minute and tell me i'm wrong thank god for south africans though right we're inspiring and even on the bad days we fight back with a smile that's why i love food form zanzi so much they're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story